Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to the Bernadette Jackson podcast, where we are redefining how the world views women with daddy issues by discussing topics, sharing stories, and gaining insights all from the perspective of a fatherless daughter. I'm your host, Bernadette, the creator of Her Way Relationship Intensive and your favorite fear investigator. If this is your first time here, here's what I want you to know. The fear of abandonment and rejection is the lens through which fatherless daughters do most things. It informs how they show up in every relationship. Most fatherless daughters are operating in the fear of abandonment cycle and they don't even know it. Each week, I focus on a topic that highlights how fear shows up in our lives, either through conversations with others or deep dives into the insights that I have. If you'd like to know if you're on the fear of abandonment cycle, go to BernadetteJackson.com slash FOA cycle and take my free assessment. Again, that's BernadetteJackson.com forward slash FOA cycle. Hey, y'all. If you have been here for a while, then you know that I used to be a chef. I owned my own catering company for a few years, and I love fusing food culture into conversations about relationships. So recently, I was reading a post from Anthony Bourdain, this popular chef, who was discussing the importance of a chef's mise en place. Now, mise en place literally means everything in its place. That translates to having the proper setup of ingredients and tools in their right order to support the work that you're about to put in in the kitchen. When your mise en place is disorganized, messy, or runs low, you end up spinning your wheels because the well-oiled machine that you once had is out of gas and you end up having to call for backup. In a busy kitchen where everyone is doing their job and literally managing many pots on the fire, one misstep can ruin a dish and throw off service for the entire day. And that got me to thinking about whether or not we realize that mise en place is just as important in our relationships as it is in our cooking. If you like to prep your ingredients before you start cooking, do you notice that the experience is smoother and much more enjoyable versus when you have begun cooking and you're still trying to figure out exactly what you want to do so that you can prep it and add it to your dish? I know I do. Well, relationships are just like that. Do you remember in the beginning of season three, I said that great relationships are like great recipes? You need quality ingredients, which are the two healed and hold individuals, your favorite profile, which is your needs, desires, and preferences, and your list of instructions, which is how you want to be treated in that relationship. These three elements create, create the most amazing relationships and recipes. Well, guess what? Mise en place, everything in its place, is equally as important. You can have great ingredients, a flavor profile, and a list of instructions, and the dish can still be ruined. Let me paint you a picture. Imagine deciding that you're gonna bake a cake from scratch because you are hosting a birthday party later and everyone is expecting one of your famous cakes. You brought all of the ingredients yesterday, but you forgot to set out the eggs and the butter 
the night before so that they would be at room temperature when you're ready to bake. You didn't realize that you let your sister borrow your measuring cups and spoons, so now you have to eyeball everything. You think that you're good because you've made this cake a thousand times. So you set off prepping the cake and you end up having to melt the butter because you forgot that it's not at room temperature. You know that this is going to change the consistency of the cake a bit, but you rationalize that it won't be enough of a change for people to notice. You finish the batter, you get everything into the oven, and halfway through baking, you realize that you forgot the powdered sugar so that you can make your homemade icing. You're debating now, should I use the store-bought icing that I have in the pantry or should I make a quick stop to the store to get the missing ingredient? At the last minute, you decide to go to the store to get the powdered sugar. You estimate that you can make it back in 10 minutes, just in time for you to take the cake out of the oven and everything to be perfect. You get to the store, you stand in line longer than you want to, you finally get to the register, and you realize that you forgot your wallet. No worries, you have Google Pay. You tap your phone and the machine isn't registering your card. You and the cashier are staring at each other, trying to figure out who's gonna make the first move. You try again, it fails, and the other cashier next to her says, oh, that machine isn't working, come into my line and I'll be able to ring you up. You're like, okay, no problem, you head over there. You wait for her to finish um, ringing up the person that she has in front of you, and she's able to ring you up. You get your potted sugar and you race home. Now, you know you took longer than 10 minutes, but you're like, okay, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. But as soon as you get into the house, you can smell the cake and you realize that you stayed just a little bit too long at the store. And now you're trying to figure out what's going to happen here. It's not terrible, but the cake is not at the desired doneness either. You take a deep breath and you figure out how you're going to salvage it. So what you do is you decide that you're just going to cut off the areas that are a little bit too burnt and no one is going to notice because you're going to make your famous um, homemade icing. You're going to ice the cake and nobody's going to be able to see it. Now, as you're icing the cake, you realize that the icing is so thick that it's removing chunks of the cake as you're trying to ice around it. And that's because you cut off all of the edges of the cake and now there really isn't anything to protect the cake from the thickness of the icing that you're putting on. You're over here trying to perform triage on this cake to make it look halfway decent. And the more you try to fix it, the worse it looks to you. You finally get this cake to look semi-decent and you refrigerate it because you know that once it's refrigerated, it's going to look a little bit better and you leave it. Later on that evening, everyone's at the party, party's going good, you serve up this cake and the minute you taste the cake, you realize that this is not the famous cake that everyone was hoping for. On the outside, it looks okay, but the minute you taste it, you know that something is off. That's what it's like when your mise en place is missing in your relationships. From the outside, things look pretty good, but once you take a closer look, things are off. So what is the mise en place in your relationship? 
It's the resources that you have in place and the proper setup of your quality ingredients that support the healthy relationships you want to create and maintain. I'm going to say that again. The mise en place in your relationship is the resources that you have in place and the proper setup of your quality ingredients that support the healthy relationships you want to create and maintain. Relationship resources can include couples therapy, maybe an older couple who mentors you. It can be books. It can be podcasts. It it can be uh, trust building exercises. It can be games and it can be couples retreats. Honestly, there is such a wealth of relationship resources out there that I don't even want to focus on that. What I want to focus on is the proper setup of your quality ingredients. You and your partner are the quality ingredients that are essential to creating an amazing relationship. When we are not properly set up with the relationships that we want, it shows in the quality of relationships that we have. So here are three things that I believe need to be set up properly in order to maintain healthy relationships. At the top of the list is your personal ethics. They refer to a person's beliefs about what's right and wrong and helps guide their decision-making. This is at the top of my list because if my personal ethics are skewed, my relationships will be too. If my personal ethics do not match my partner's, the relationship is doomed to fail. One simple example of this that can quickly destroy a relationship is if my partner believes that flirting is a close cousin to cheating and I do not. So I flirt all the time because I think it's harmless. He sees me flirting with a guy and he gets upset. Meanwhile, I'm just enjoying the harmless exchange. He brings it up later. I don't see the issue and chaos ensues. You get it? Number two on the list is personal pursuits. Your personal pursuits help you evolve. They keep you interesting and they encourage the maintenance of your sense of self. The personal goals that you had before you entered the relationship should not be halted simply because you're in a relationship, especially if your desire to accomplish them is still there. In fact, you should be sharing your personal pursuits with your partner and they should be encouraging them. And last but not least is your personal time. Personal time is essential to maintaining a healthy relationship. How you spend your personal time is up to you, but making sure to be just as intentional with your personal time as you are with your quality time will ensure that your cup is full and you have everything that you need to pour into the relationship. Prioritize yourself and the things that you like to do with the same enthusiasm that you prioritize your partner's needs. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd like you to share it with one of your friends. Don't forget to rate the podcast and leave a comment so that Apple knows to suggest it to a larger audience. I will see you in the next one. And remember, you deserve amazing relationships. Bye.